Praise the Lord, everyone. This is Anne from Teacher's Dan. So, I don't know how my voice may be sounding, but I just want you all to bear with me today. But I have to do what God wants me to do. The enemy has been trying to take a hold of my voice. And so, I haven't been able to put up any podcast, but... I have to do what God, God wants me to do, and I just pray you all get the message and ignore my voice, the sound of my voice. So today, I'll be talking about self-control. I put one up initially, but I was so um, sad about the way it sounded, so I had to take it down. But here I am, even though my voice is, is so husky and doesn't sound nice, I have to do what God wants me to do. So please take the message and ignore the sound of the voice. Today, I'm going to be talking about self-control. Self-control. If I have to think about self-control, another wor- word, I'll just call it, is... Um, Simply put, self-discipline. Now, what's self-discipline? Self-discipline is the ability to resist your flesh, to train yourself to do what has to be done rather than what you want to do. And looking at it from the Christian point of view, I want us to really look at it as submitting your will to God's will. Submitting your will at his feet and taking up his own will. Now it's a lot easier to do what you want to do generally even the world will say it it's a lot easier to do just what you want to do than having to do the right thing saying this you know the Lord is just putting something in my heart and he is he's telling me when Jesus said that when someone hits you on your cheek he says you should turn the other cheek but you know in the world we live in today that's almost impossible so I'll just advise that as we listen to this today I pray that the Lord will touch our hearts and give us the grace to take what he wants us to take out of this message self-control is the ability to resist one's flesh and to do God's will Tame your tongue, control your anger, do what you ordinarily cannot do. Someone offends you, someone talks to you rudely, you ordinarily would like to respond. But then the Lord tells you, be quiet. And then you just take a step back. Hold your tongue and then 
the next thing that comes out of your mouth is, well, God bless you. That's okay. That's, it's all right what you want to do. That's, in simple terms, what it means to have self-control. Self-control is getting stronger for every weakness that you possess. Some people could say that they are short-tempered. You're quick to get angry. But then the Bible says, be angry, but sin not. But you know what goes on in the middle of anger? There are so many things that you say, but you end up regretting. You do things that you do not want to do. Even Paul had that problem. Paul said that the things that he didn't want to do, he found himself doing. So that's why he allows God be glorified in his weakness. But then think about it. How was God glorified in Paul's weaknesses? Paul submitted his weakness or his weaknesses, as many as they may be, I have no idea. But he submitted his weaknesses at the feet of the Lord. And he took up the Lord's desires concerning his weaknesses. In my past podcast, I talked about us being God's creation. The Lord's desire for us to have dominion. Now, this is where you begin to understand that sometimes men think that they have power over certain things. But the use of alcohol, the use of drugs, sex, has come to prove that man really has no control. Because for someone who smokes, if you really have self-control why is it so hard to stop for someone like me who's plus size and really wants to lose weight why have I been unable to eat right and lose weight it's as simple as that This is why we all need God. Because when your father calls you together as his child and tells you, come my child, I need you to do better with your life. I want you to be in control of your life. How do you get into being in control? It's hard because without the Holy Spirit, it's almost impossible to be in control. God created us in his image. And then our Lord and Savior Jesus came to earth in the glory of the Holy Spirit. But then when he was leaving, 
he said it's better for us that he goes. And when he goes, he will send. He will tell his father to send unto us the spirit of truth, the counselor, our comforter. The Holy Spirit had to come because that's what it will take to empower us to live like Jesus lived while on earth. I love this verse. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the grave lives in us. You know what I'm trying to say is it's not so easy to possess that gift of self-control. But self-control happens to be one of the fruits of the Spirit. Why? Because one of the easiest ways for the world to tell that the Holy Spirit dwells in you is the ability to not do the things that you ordinarily would have loved to do. Let's look about. Let's look at it. It seems like it's, it's a lot easier to just drink, take alcohol, be high, and just stay high. It feels good. It feels like it's okay. But then, the Lord has to remind you Alcohol is detrimental to your health. And Satan will do anything to kill you. He wants you to remain in sin. And then you get to a point where it's hard for you to break the habit and focus on your love for God. Focus on the journey that the Lord has called you to partake in. You're busy smoking away your life, getting addicted to drugs, <laughs> even, I'm laughing already because thinking about it, even listening to songs that are spirits rejects. You listen to songs, you watch movies. I, I'm, I'm guilty of it too. So I'm not going to stay here and sound holier than thou, no. As I say this, I minister to myself also. You watch movies that do not glorify God. As a child of God, remember that your eyes are the mirror to your soul. So whatever your eye sees, affects your mind and then whatever you hear also affects your faith now how does self-control come to play here the grace from God to be able to say no I'm not going to listen to this song it may sound good but it's really not good for my soul I'm not going to watch this movie. It may look beautiful. It has all the stunts in it. It has everything in it. 
but I'm not going to watch it because it does not glorify the God who lives inside of me. Do you know that the spirit of the Lord lives inside of you? So wherever you go, the spirit of the Lord is supposed to go with you. Now think about going to a place, e.g., for example, going to the nightclub. What happens when the Lord said in his word that he has given his angels charge over you? And then you have to go to the nightclub and the angels of the Lord who walk with you day and night. Now you get to the nightclub and the angels have to stop at the door. The angels stop at the door because they are not allowed to go into a place where Satan is glorified. You go to the club and everything that is unworthy of the Holy Spirit goes on there. And as a child of God, that's where you want to go to. It cannot be denied that every child of God needs to possess self-control. You need to be disciplined. You need to have the ability to say no, not caring what your friends will say, not caring what men will say. Because you see, what matters most is your relationship with God. What matters most is what God thinks about you in this situation. My wife offended me. And because I was so mad, I had to slap her. And the Lord is trying to remind you. Remember what he said. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. And now you're hitting this bin, making her feel less than a human being. What's wrong if you restrain yourself? Remember that the Bible says, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loves the church. Look at us. Every time we do wrong, if Jesus has to, had to spank us for every time we did something wrong, where would we be today? I'm sure humanity would have been wiped out. And then the Bible goes on to say, wives, submit to your husbands. Even as the church submits to the authority of Christ. As God's children, we need to put ourselves in check. We need to watch ourselves. Be obedient to the leading of the Holy Spirit. If God says no, it has got to be a no. Look, Satan is also called the spirit of the air. The spirit of the air. I had to ask God one day, I said, Father, how is it that the enemy just, you know, there's just this wicked and evil spirit all over. And it's just as if certain people are just picking it up and picking it up and picking it up. And then he reminded me, Satan is the prince of the air. 
He is the Prince of the Air. So anyone who's not covered with the blood of Jesus, anyone who doesn't have the seal of Jesus Christ in them, Satan just blasts something into the air. Every empty soul and body will pick it up. That's why you have the spirit of lesbianism all over the place. The spirit of homosexuality all over the place. I have had this encounter with a lesbian before and I'm just going to share it. You know, just to let you know that this is, it's actually a spirit at work. It's not what people think it is. I met this lady one time. And she came on to me, but, you know, in a different kind of way. She sat me down for hours on the phone telling me how much of a lesbian she is, how her journey started as a lesbian and how she has gotten to where she is today and how she believes that as a lesbian, the Lord is calling her mightily into ministry. I listened to her for over two hours. And at the end of the day, these were the only words I could say to her after two hours of so much talk. I said, look, as a child of God, you have to fight. You have to fight for the love of your father. Paul asked, what can separate us from the love of God. Now you have to fight. The spirit of lesbianism is coming on to you so strong and you are thinking that this is just who I am. Do you know? Okay, so let me just say this. So when she finished telling me about her, her experience and all that she has been through as a lesbian, these were the only things I said to her. I just said, you know what? You have to fight for the love of God. And if God is truly your father and you study his word, you will give up on this and do what he wants you to do. Do right by God. That means that before you take a decision, as much as it pleases your, your spirit, pleases your person, pleases your flesh, you have to do what the Spirit of the Lord says. You have to be obedient to the Spirit of God in heaven. Do you know that after I had that conversation with that lady, for the next few days, I almost felt like I was being drawn to the lady. If I wasn't Spirit-filled, I would have said, I think I'm in love with this lady. Because I will sit in my car and it's just as if I hear voices like spirits telling me, oh, you're in love with her. Think about it. This is how you feel. And I'm like, what? That's horrible. It crept all around me for days. But I didn't let it last too long. Because two days were the maximum I gave it. 
I got up and I told my father. I said, Father, this is not of you. I remember Sodom and Gomorrah. I remember Lot. If not for Abraham's prayers, Lot would have been destroyed with the people of Sodom and Gomorrah because of their sexual sin. And the Lord delivered me from that spirit of lesbianism. The enemy tried to suck me into this, but it did not work. So I want to encourage you, understand that there is real principalities out there. That's what the Bible said. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers. I'm just, you know, I'm just asking myself, how did self-control get so deep? But that's how deep self-control is. Because that's the problem of the world today. If we all had the ability to control our feelings, to control our thoughts, we would have been able to conquer the enemy. But God created us. And out of God, out of Jesus, it's impossible to defeat the flesh. It's impossible to defeat the enemy. I don't know what anybody else is saying. I can't tell you what anybody else is saying. But I can tell you what my father is saying. It's impossible. Satan is struggling hard to steal your prayer life. He's struggling hard to steal your spiritual life. He's struggling hard to steal everything. When the Lord told me that the blessings he gave unto Adam were the very same blessings that Satan wanted understand that you are a threat to the kingdom of darkness. He will do anything to pull you down. So if God wants your husband to love your wife, please, husbands, love your wives. Focus on what is in your home. Focus on what you have at home. Because there's well, I'm not going to say there's nothing better outside because there's always something better outside. There's always something better. But there's something about God that is wonderful. There's always consequences for every sin that you commit. You have to live with it. So as much as God loves us, Go to Deuteronomy 28, you will see that if you live against God's will, there are curses. So I don't know how you're just going to get up and say you want to live life as it pleases you and then turn around and still call yourself a child of God, believing that you're living under the blessings of God. So I need you only by the Spirit of God to be disciplined, to have the ability to say no when necessary, and to have the ability to say yes when necessary. I think about it every day. As popular as Jesus is, it still feels so unpopular to talk about Him. 
the one who took the nails, the beatings, the trashings for you and for me. And then all he wants is for us to be a representative of him on earth. So you have to learn to do right. I had to ask, what's the benefit of all the cussing and the swear words and all whenever people speak? What, what, what message are you trying to buttress or emphasize that you know the cuss words just have to help you? And so you can't, you can't do without cussing. But even the Bible says that vain words should not be spoken out of the mouth of the righteous. The same mouth that you used to bless is the same mouth that we used to curse. Father, have mercy. Father, have mercy. We need to get past what we want for ourselves and begin to ask the Lord what he wants for us. I was listening to Francis Chan and I like this beautiful illustration that he made. Take a Play-Doh and make a man out of the Play-Doh and sit the man, Play-Doh man on your table. And then just imagine that that Play-Doh that you, that man that you made out of Play-Doh can talk. And then he just opens his mouth and starts making demands. He said, what right does that Play-Doh have to make demands? And no matter how you look at it, that's exactly how we are before God. God made us out of dust. I, I don't know what theory other people may want to believe in on how man came about but from the theory of the Bible God made man out of dust and then he says I have made you in my own image and he breathed into man and then man had life because of the enemy he made a decision that was detrimental to his position of authority. So, man fell from his glory, just as Satan fell from God's kingdom. And now we are in a struggle, in a battle. What right do we, as human beings, have to say God is not fair, God is supposed to give us this and he refused to, God is supposed to do this and he refused. Please, children of God, you may think that that's just you talking. That's actually the enemy speaking through your lost. You're lost. Because when you draw close to Christ, you will realize it's all about his glory. It's all about him and very little of us. Very, very 
little of us. This is just the beginning of this series that I'm beginning now or that I'm starting now. I'm dealing with the nine fruits of the spirit. I decided to start with the last. Self-control, well, with the last according to the list in the Bible in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. So next, I will be handling goodness. And um, it might sound easy to talk about goodness, but I'll just let the Holy Spirit take charge. Now remember, the reason for doing this is to help us understand, according to God's word, that his children needs to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So our minds need to be transformed. Don't let the world deceive you. The world really has nothing. The world, I say it again, the world has nothing to give you. Give yourself value in God's word. Find your value in God's word. Live under the control of the Holy Spirit. Then you will be able to control the things of this world. You'll be able to control your flesh. When the Lord says abstain, you abstain. When the Lord says it's wrong to fornicate, you abstain from sex until you get married. When the Lord says, do not commit adultery, man, woman, nobody has the right to commit adultery and think it's just fine. Look, men, it's a man's world. You can just commit adultery and you think it's okay. I can just go home, say sorry, and I'm back with my wife and everything is just fine. But have you thought about it? What happens to you when you're actually in the act of adultery? Women, what happens to you when you're in the act of adultery? How many souls do we want to get tied up with? Then imagine that the trumpet sounds while you're in that act. The trumpet sounds while you're in that act. Look, self-control cannot be taken lightly. It cannot be taken lightly. So I ask in the name of Jesus that is above every other name, Father, Satan is not going to succeed in the lives of your children. I pray for the grace to help them make the right decisions. I pray in the name of Jesus that the ability to say no, you will grant unto them in Jesus' name. Grant unto us in Jesus' name. Because, you know, every day, every single day is a struggle. The Bible says, take up your cross and follow me daily. You take each day at a time. Oh my God, today I made it. I didn't smoke a stick of cigarette today. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you. That's how you know you're not even in control. Think. 
You start something and it's so hard to stop it. Jesus is the only one who can help you. I don't want to deviate. Let me go back. So you take a stick of, you go today without a stick of cigarettes and then you say, oh Lord Jesus, thank you. Jesus is in control. Or you used to be a fellow who's addicted to sex and today you succeeded. No sex today. No, I was with no woman today. I was with no man today. Look, sex is beautiful. God made it, but he made it with a purpose. Satan wants to get you to abuse it and make you feel like it wasn't even created by God. Look, God is awesome. God is mighty. He made everything beautiful. But Satan comes and wants to fool you and wants to make you feel like, you know, just do a little bit of this. Just do a little bit of that. Just, you know. <sighs> I want you to declare this every day in your life. The enemy will not win in my life. Satan will not win in my life. Today I make that decision in the name of Jesus to do right. Always remember, you don't have the ability. Satan is wise, he's cunning. One person who's wiser is God Almighty, the God who is seated on the throne of heaven, who has made his, the earth his footstool, the God who sent Jesus Christ, his son, to die for us on the cross of Calvary. That is the God that I serve. That is the God that created you and brought you forth onto earth. That is the God that we need to serve all the days of our lives. Do right by God. Think about it. If I die today, I'm going to face God. Do I want to face him knowing truly that I have done wrong? Hmm. You might say smoking is not enough to take you to the place of weeping and wailing. Hmm. Father, Lord, we are sorry. Forgive us of all our sins, Jesus. Have mercy on your children, oh dear Lord, have mercy. Have mercy, oh God, and keep us, give us the grace to stay away from sin. You smoke weed, you take drugs. Oh God. God's children are, are just lost. And every time the Holy Spirit tells me, he said, he says to me, he says, hell has opened its mouth wide and is swallowing up my children. I'm not better. But every day I remember and I ask God for mercy. Every day I humble myself before this king.
and I ask him for mercy. Self-control is it. That's what we need. Put your thoughts in check. Put your words in check. Put your character in check. That's what self-control is about. That's what self-control is about. Don't be a hypocrite. Don't say this and do that. Whoever you are in the secret is who you should be in public. Don't be a hypocrite. Because that sacred sin will one day be exposed to the world. And Satan is just going to make a mockery of you. And you will say, but I thought we were friends. He was never. He will never. He can never be your friend. I pray that the Father will give us the grace to do right. And you see, we have to be willing. God's children has to be willing to do right. Your hearts have to open up to the will of the Father. If God said it's wrong, don't let the world deceive you into thinking it's okay. Paul died. Peter died. James died. Timothy died. Everybody. They all died for this gospel. Anyway, we are all also going to die. Something has to kill you. And then you now become so afraid that you can't stand up for the truth. We have to stand up for the truth. But first, start with your life. Stand up to your truth. When I say your truth, don't get it twisted. The truth of God for your life. He says it's wrong to sin. Do not lie. Work on that. Do not lie. Do not kill. So don't use your mouth to slander anybody. Lord have mercy. We will not use our mouth to slander anybody. The ability to control. He said when you find a man who has tamed his tongue, that man is a perfect man. So the ability to control your words. Ah, Lord, give us grace. The ability to control your thoughts. Because you know some people think that when it's happening inside, you can just, you know, you can just get over it. It's very easy. At least no one knows. So no one knows what's going on inside. I can just enjoy my um, vulgar thoughts inside of me. But the Lord says, And he's going to judge you accordingly. This podcast is getting long and the Lord is not letting me stop. He's not letting me stop. Wake up. 
wake up, wake up, wake up. Take the bold step. Take the bold step. Take that jump to do right by God, not by man. Not by man. Do the right thing. Lord, lead us. Lord, guide us. Lord, show us the way. Lord, teach us to do what pleases you alone. God is mighty. I need you to always remember that he's in control. And he wants to change us one person at a time. So he's working on you. He's working on me. He's working on someone else, everybody else. He's working on each and every one of us. And when God works on all of us, we get better. And when we get better, the world becomes better. That's God's plan. I pray that you accept it. I pray that from today, you begin to check yourself. You check yourself. Ah, God, I pray, Lord, that we, we, we fall short. But do you acknowledge that you fall short? Ask for mercy. Be disciplined. Be disciplined. Be disciplined. In your everyday life, be disciplined. At your place of work, be disciplined. With your family, be disciplined. Don't be a loving husband at home and a cheat outside. Don't be a virtuous woman at home and a prostitute outside. No. Children, don't try to fool your parents that you are the cool one, you're the better child. And then outside, the report of your friends are just ugly. May the Lord lead us. May the Lord guide us. May the Lord teach us. Above all, may your hearts be receptive. May our hearts be willing to go through God's transformation. So I have to say here, get ready for the next podcast. It's it's in a few days. Two. If my voice is still husky, well, we're go- just going to take it like that. You're all just going to listen to me like that. If you choose to, you can just pass. But if the Lord wills it that you listen to this podcast, then all glory to him alone. He's my God. He's the lover of my soul. He owns my life. He can take it whenever it pleases him. 
Satan is not in charge of my life. I refuse to do the will of the enemy. I get mad sometimes. I I fall away sometimes, but I try to pick up myself as fast as I can because the fact that I have life now means that there's still a chance for me to repent. So I thank God for giving me this opportunity to share this podcast with you. And um, I pray that you could just, you know, if there's anything you want to talk to me about, just leave your comments or send a voice message. I am going to receive it and uh, I just pray that God leads you. So my email address is teachersden T-E-A-C-H-E-R-S D-E-N dot A-O at gmail.com You could send me a message we could talk or you could visit the website my website well it's just a blog but you could go there read up and Send me your comments. The website is www.childofthekingteachersdan.org. O-R-G. God bless you. Pardon my voice. Just take the message. Just take the message. I can be perfect like all the others. I'm just here to do what my father wants me to do. Thanks to the encouragements of my friends and one or two. Thank you all. The hand of the Lord is upon us all and the powers of darkness will not prevail over us in Jesus' name. Have a good day. This is Anne from Teacher's Den. Bye-bye.